Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of Balagon Be Gone, your journey to organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman, and I'm excited to be here with you on this Wednesday. Uh, you can find us here every Wednesday uh, to get on your journey to organization. Today, we're talking about Pesach. If you had a chance to go to my website, www.balaganbegone.com, that's B-A-L-A-G-A-N-B-E-G-O-N-E.com, then kolakavo to you. Thank you for downloading my workbook. If you haven't had a chance to do that, what are you waiting for? Um, if you don't have access to the internet, please leave me a voicemail and let me know. Um, I can try to fax it to you. Uh, if not, uh, I want to go through it and sort of explain it to you. If you don't have access to the internet or a fax machine, then get a notebook, label it Pesach, at the top, I want you to add in PESA 5776 or 2017 or however you'd like to write it so you remember from year to year which year it was. Um, and you're going to need about six pages per year. But this way, if you have a notebook, everything's going to be in one page. If you don't want a spiral notebook, you can get a binder that has plastic. So each year you go from plastic to plastic. It's your call, whatever you want to do, however's comfortable for you. But uh, here are the things that I found from making Pesach that are really, really the most important things. So um, the first page of the workbook that I have is what I own. What do I own from year to year? I can never remember. I don't have a great memory, so that's why I have to write everything down. Um, so it's fine. I have a column in my notebook, in my workbook for meat. I have a column in my notebook for dairy. I have a column in the notebook for what I have that's parv. Um, I have a wish list for what I want to buy next year. Um, and then I keep a list of what I kosher from year to year, what I, what I do hagala on, uh, because I don't want to store a lot of stuff. I don't have a ton of space and I don't want to store it. So, uh, for example, I, I kosher my knives, I soak my glass bowls, I kosher my silverware. From year to year, I do that. And this way I, I can remember what I'm, what I'm doing so that it's, I don't have to recreate it every year from scratch. So that's, that's what I have on my first page. But I keep a, a really strict inventory of what I have, all of the plates I have, all of the spatulas and um, cutting boards and plates and I said plates and whatever else I have for Pesach, uh, a mixer, uh, anything I have. If it's meat, I put it in the meat column and the dairy in the dairy. Uh, and this way I remember from year to year what I actually have because I just, I can't, I can't. It's too much to remember eight days of my life uh, from year to year. So in the next page, I have a purchasing section. This section helps me so that I don't blow my budget. Um, I live in Israel. Um, I budget about a, a thousand shekels a week for food, which is approximately $250. Um, less. Yeah, $250, a little more. Um, my overall budget for the month is 4,000 shekels. The first year I met Pesach in Israel, I totally blew my budget and I spent around 3,000 shekels for one week. That's crazy. Um, there's no need to do that. I admit there are a lot of things that I buy from scratch for Pesach time. So there is a slightly more expense and my budget is a little bit more for Pesach than for a regular week because I need new spices, new oil, new vinegar, whatever I need. Um... And so, yeah, I do need a little bit more money for, for, you know, Pesach, but overall I shouldn't be spending 
you know, triple my weekly budget. That, that shouldn't happen. So what I did was I made a section in my workbook called purchasing. I record all the things that I bought. So if I bought four olive oils, which one here I did, matzo meal, shawarma matzo, paprika, garlic powder, black pepper, coconut oil, red wine, uh, salt, garlic powder, whatever I buy, I record how much I buy. I record how much it costs so I can see how much I actually spend. And then at the end of the Chag, I go through and I see how much I actually used. Now, that seems like it might be an extra step that's not so useful, but it's really useful because it helps me the following year when I'm purchasing again. How many, how many people did I have at the setter? I can see how many people I had at the setter. Okay, this year I'm having about the same thing, and I see that I bought four olive oils, but I only used three. So this year I'm only going to buy three, and I won't blow my budget. Um, so, so it helps from like a costing. It, it won't help you so much on the first year of using this, but it will help you in the years to come. Uh, the, next, um, the next section in the workbook is the to-do section. This section has all the things that I, I need to do. I have a column that's all the things I want to clean, um, all the things that I want to shop for, like maybe new clothes, um, all the things that I need to do, some that aren't necessarily cleaning, like sell the chametz, clean the car for chametz, search for chametz. Um, so, you know, the, 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 clean, the to clean section is more of what I, I thoroughly clean that I move from chametz to Pesach. The to do section is more of like things that just need to sort of get done. They, there is a little bit of that overlap, but it's more like vacuum the sofa, vacuum the chairs. This year I'm treating myself and I'm having the sofa professionally cleaned. It's been three years since I bought it and it's, it really needs a professional cleaning. So, so that was something I did to treat myself this, this year. Um, so I can take that off my to-do list because I already booked it. But uh, don't forget if you have, you know a need to check your kids' clothing, uh, things you can start to do now is check what clothing they have, what you need to buy. Don't wait till the last minute because it's a madhouse. You know, the week before Pesach, now we still have three weeks before Pesach. So, so start checking now for the clothes. What clothes do you need to buy? Those are things you can buy now and you don't have to worry about if you get chametz on them. Just store them in a separate place and you can, um, and you can, you won't be rushing to buy, you know, Blimi tights at the last minute or, or Shalomia belt at the last minute because you'll have it and you'll have checks. So do a quick inventory of the clothes that you have um, for your kids, for yourself, for your husband, and see really what, what you need to buy, what you can order, what you can, what you can get. Um, the next section in my workbook is recipes. Um, here is where I keep all the recipes that I make. Um, if a recipe, if I tried a new recipe and it, it worked out, I'll write, this was great. If it didn't work out, I'll just put a big X across it, but I won't necessarily delete it because I want to know like, Oh, I tried that last year and it was a disaster. So, um, also this year it won't help you so much. Uh, you'll have to populate it a, li a little bit. You'll have to in start including your recipes, but next year it will be easier. And, and some people say like, well, I don't, I don't want to make the same thing from year to year. But the thing is, is that I personally believe that when you make the same thing from year to year, it becomes like a Masora, a tradition, you know, that this is what we eat on Pesach. This is what we eat on Rosh Hashanah. This is what we eat, you know, on Sukkot. These foods become like uh, tied in with the Chagim. And I think 
for me personally, my mom always made Cornish hens on Rosh Hashanah. And I feel like to me, it's not really Rosh Hashanah without a Cornish hen with rice stuffed in the middle. Like um, for Purim every year, I make a turkey. It's at this point for me, it's not Purim without a turkey anymore. Like I think these things become signifiers of the Chagim and it, it, it enhances your Chagim in a way. So I don't think you need to recreate the wheel every single year or reinvent the wheel every single year. It's okay to keep you know, a recipe from year to year to year for the same chag. Um, so, so this section, it's recipes at the top of the, the column. I list the name of the recipe, then I list the ingredients, and then I list the directions. You can cut and paste into the workbook, or you can write it down if you're doing it by hand. Um, having all the recipes together is really, really helpful. Even if I have them in a cookbook, I just I copy down what I want just for Pesach. It, it really... It makes things so, so much easier. Uh, the next tab in the workbook is the seder. What do we do for the seder? So here in the seder, I have a column to list my numbers. I have a column to list all of my guests. Um, usually for the seder, I have about 21 people. Um, specifically for the seder, I have what I'm making for dinner and all the tasks that are specific to the seder that I need to do. So for example, um, for dinner, I make soup, two salads, a main, two sides, a dessert, and a fruit. This is enough food. You don't have to have so much variety as much as scale up your quantity. Uh, if you're having 20 people, you can't make a recipe for, for 10, but you don't have to have two recipes that are different for 10. You can just scale up the one recipe. Uh, I find that most of the time, by the time we get to the setter anyways, people aren't that hungry, they're tired. Uh, you know, it's been a long time. They're a little bit hungry, but first we have all the things from the Seder plate, and then we have soup, and then, you know, by the time I get to the main course, they're not, they're not so hungry. So you don't need a large quantity of food in terms of variety. You just need to have enough for everybody to have a good portion size. So keep that in mind when we're killing ourselves to get to the Seder. We don't need to... We just need to imagine that we were the slaves released from... Mitzrayim, we don't actually need to be the slaves who, who need the release and to celebrate the freedom. Don't make yourself a shmata. Minimize what you, what you can do. Everybody's going to be happy. It's going to all taste delicious. If you have less and you're, and you're less stressed out, you'll actually be awake to enjoy the seder. And wow, what an amazing, amazing feat if you can do that. Um, in the next column, I have, like I said, I, I have the specifics to what needs to be done for the seder. I need to set the table. I need to arrange the seder plate. I need to cut the celery, wash the lettuce, hard boil the eggs, make the salt water, roast the shank bone, cut the parsley, make charoset, grate the horseradish. All these things that we need for specific to the seder plates um, that you know sometimes we might forget to do uh, and we don't want to. So this is a specific list just for the seder. Um, and you know, you can add or subtract whatever you do specifically for the Seder. Make sure you have enough Haggadot, make sure you have enough, you know, name cards. I like to set name cards for Pesach because I have a very specific, um, way I like to see people. Uh, we play, um, uh, Haggadah bingo at our table. So I put little candies out on the table. These are things that are on my to-do list, but you have your Seder and you make it yours. So this, this tab is for the setter. So this is an important tab, and, and make sure you have a dedicated page in your notebook to the setter. Um, 
my last um, my last page in the workbook is my two-day meal plan. Now, since I've moved to Israel, on an ironic twist of fate, we barely had any one-day Yom Tovim. We have so many two-day Yom Tovim. Sometimes we even have three-day Yom Tovim. Um, and it's the way that it is, and Hodul Hashem Kitov. So I've designed this... Um, the section in the worksheet where it's a two-day meal plan, uh, two days, three nights, um, and it really helps me. And the great thing about this meal plan is that you can uh, adapt it for different chagim, and it, it really helps. Um, so the top of the, the chart, is it says lunch, and then I have a column, let's say this year it falls Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It doesn't, but let's just say. Um, then I'll have, so I have a column that says lunch, and then I'll have... Under Sunday, I'll have two columns in under Sunday. One side says guest and one side says the food. This continues for Monday, and underneath I have a dinner tab. Um, what I do is, to the right of that, I write all the things that I want to make over the, over the next few days for Yom Tov. Um, and I write, it's called menu total. And I write everything. I want to make coleslaw, I want to make carrot salad, I want to make Israeli salad, I want to make beef, I want to make chicken, I want to make turkey, whatever I want to make. And then I copy and paste from the total menu where I want to serve it. Like maybe, you know, I want to serve the things that don't really need to be too heated up for lunch because the plato won't go on on time or whatever, or I don't want to cook or whatever it is. And I'll, and I'll move, copy from the menu into where I want to make it. The, the beauty of doing it this way is I can see how many guests I have. I'll know where I can repeat foods based on how much I want to scale up the foods. Um, I know that uh, if I want to make, you know, coleslaw, I have a to-do list section. So if I have coleslaw on my to-do list and I need to grate the carrots and the cabbage in my to-do list, I'll write grate carrots, grate cabbage. And then I'll, I'll sort of know exactly, you know, what, what needs to, to go where. Um, and then... I like to uh, create a shopping list specific for what I need for each part of Yom Tov. So, so I, I buy, you know, for a few days going into Yom Tov, but the truth is, is I don't have enough room in my refrigerator to buy for all the days of Yom Tov. So I do have to make a shopping trip in the middle of Yom Tov. Um, and there are things that I'll buy in advance because I can't get them. So for example, there's no shlita for chickens during Yom Tov, so I'll buy enough to make sure I get through enough through, through Yom Tov. Um, but for example, I don't need to buy all my fruits and vegetables in advance. So I, I do make a shopping trip in the middle of Yom Tov for fruits and vegetables. So I put on what I need for the first part of Yom Tov and, and maybe a few days of Cholmoid. And, and then I'll have a second part for the last days of Yom Tov and the last part of Cholmoid. Um, this is really helpful to me because I can, I can really see exactly what I, I need for this time. And it doesn't stress me out because I'm not thinking about the whole yantive. I mean, if you buy milk, then yes, you're going to need to buy milk in advance and freeze it. Um, if you, you know, chickens, you probably meat, chicken and meat, you may need to buy in advance and freeze. But all the fresh like produce, that stuff's going to be available. You're going to be able to go into the grocery store and get that stuff. So don't, don't panic about that stuff. It's a good idea to plan your meals for all the Yom Tov, but it's not an essential. Um, like I know, for example, that I'll serve two chickens at each meal. So I bought enough 
chickens. I ordered enough chickens so that I can serve two chickens at each Yom Tov meal. But I don't exactly know how I'm going to serve the chickens yet. I just know that I need the two chickens. So let's think about like how we can, um, what we're going to actually need. Um, and if we have a little bit left over in our freezer, great. If not, that's also great. Um, but you know, we don't need to worry about buying every single thing we need. Um, also, since we have to buy a lot of things new, like let's say spices, these are great things that you can split with your friend. Cause I know like, for example, the paprika comes in a huge, huge container. I don't need that much. <laughs> I still have mine left over from last year. I didn't even finish it. So these are the times when you can say to your friend, listen, Hey, I bought this huge thing of paprika. Do you want to split it with me? I know it only costs $5, but, or however much it costs, but like, I don't want it to go to waste. So, so these are things also you can do. You can see things that are on sale that maybe you need, but that you don't need so much of, and you could go in on it with a friend. Pepper it comes with like a huge thing of pepper, um, for Pesach because you know, I don't, I need fresh. Um, I personally, um, take whatever I've used for Pesach and adapt it for the rest of the year. So if I bought new spices, I'll just use them into the, into the year. I won't save them from year to year. Um, but like ground up pepper after a while, it loses its flavor. So I don't want to buy too much during the year. I actually grind my own pepper with a spice grinder, but I don't have one for Pesach and I don't want to invest in one. And so I do buy it, but I, I will split with a friend because oh, it's better this way. It won't go to waste. So, um, these are some tips you can use. Start planning, start thinking about the menu, start thinking about the food. It's a little bit early to really do like a thorough cleaning because you're going to start yelling at your kids, don't eat there, don't eat there. So these are the things we can really do now to organize ourselves for Pesach, the planning stages. Um, if you know what's happening, like now things are starting to go on sale. If you know you use olive oil, if you know you use matzah, these are the things you can start to buy now and start watching for the sales again. So you don't blow your budget all at once. Um, I have uh, had a great time talking to you today about Pesach and I want to open up to you guys and see if you guys have any questions or, or, or things that you want to know, tips that you have for Pesach, um, things that you're interested in learning about for Pesach, um, please leave me a voicemail. I, I would love to hear from you. I, I want to know what you're thinking. Um, and I'm excited to hear from you and, and give you advice for Pesach. If, um, you can again, go to my website, www.balagan, B-A-L-A-G-A-N, B-E-G-O-N-E, balagan-begon.com, and download my Pesach workbook. Um, if you can't do that, then leave me, let me know, and I, you know, I'll try to find a way to get it to you guys. Um, if you want private coaching for Pesach, also leave me a voicemail with your phone number, and we can discuss private coaching. Um... I want to help you guys get as organized for Pesach as possible. So please, again, leave me all your questions. Um, through my website, you can send me an email to Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-A-H at balaganbegon.com or through your email, doesn't matter. Um, if you want to have like a dialogue with me um, and I want to have a dialogue with you. So please leave me a voicemail, send me an email. Um, let's talk. Um, 
I'm Rebecca Saltzman. This is Balagan Be Gone, Your Journey to Organization, the Pesach edition, number one. We'll continue to talk about Pesach for the next few weeks. Um, I want to know what you're thinking. So leave me a voicemail or send me an email. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you all soon. Tune in for next Wednesday to hear me again. Uh, have a great week and I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you. Bye.